We are in Doctrine and Covenants section 42 today, and this is coming as the saints have gathered to Ohio and now, and you think of all of these people, and no, the number's not huge, but it's a lot bigger than the six that were the original members. They've had many come. I think we're at 300 or more. And all the different congregations and religions that they come from and backgrounds they come from. And the Lord is gathering them to Ohio. And there's going to be a lot of strong um, feelings and strong opinions because these are all people who have been searching for truth. Very similar to Joseph Smith, seeking to hear the word of the Lord. And so there's going to be very strong feelings. And as he gathers them together, he gathers them to hear his law, to hear his word. And um, one of the thoughts that I had as I thought about all of these people that were coming is what a gift and a blessing to have people from such varying different backgrounds, from such varying different studies of the gospel. Wouldn't that be such a benefit that they all didn't have the same that they had differences in the way they thought and went through it. And all of a sudden, that really um, brought to mind that scripture that all are alike unto God and that he wants all. We all have a part to play. And how sad it would be if we all came from the same background, if we all fought or had the same experiences. And what's so great in the church is that you're gathering in people from all different walks of life, all different colors, all different nationalities, all different passions, all different feelings, all different backgrounds. And I just love that. I thought, what a benefit for this church because people who came from one would then resonate with people from that background. And what a sad thing it would be if we weren't a, a church of everything because we wouldn't appeal to everyone. And so I think of it a lot like the 15 apostles that we have and how um, each one of us have one that really speaks to our heart and touches our heart more than the others do. We love them all. But there's a reason that there's 15 and there's a reason that the Lord has them unite in a prayer of faith and agree on things. He's setting up these principles and what a gift that is. And I was so grateful as I read that thinking, what a gift and a blessing that he's pulled in. And they, a lot of times like, like, um, Sydney Rigdon would bring in people from their congregations and what a gift that was. Um, I just studied about a man and I'm trying to think um, if I wrote it down, Jared Carter, and he baptized, he joined the church and he baptized, um, oh gosh, where did, oh, it was John, was it John Murdoch? or Jared Carter, he baptized 70, it was John Murdoch, he baptized 70 people in four months and um, joined the church and just became a missionary for the next three months. And so did Jared Carter. That's why I was like, what was it? For three years, their whole desire was to gather in, in four months, 70 people. And so something about their background really resonates with other people and we're able um to relate to people who have had a similar background. And so I thought what a gift this was that God had them come in and unite. 
And it tells us that 12 men were called by Joseph Smith and they prayed and united in prayer and prayed to God to know what the law was moving forward. And I love that. I just think it's amazing. And one of the things it says in the student manual is the Lord acknowledged these people as his own. He communicated his words through their inspired prophet. And that he, it just says how happy these people were, how great it was to them that they got to be part of this. Okay, so in verse two, it talks about the law. That he's setting forth and one of the things in the handbook again it says those are the statutes the does judgments the principles of salvation he is giving them god has given laws to assist man in their quest to become like him like the father and the son no one can come into the father except through obedience to those laws that christ has given and so these are the laws um, they don't even have a temple yet but it's enabling them like the law of moses was the lower law to prepare the israelites for a higher law he's giving the saints this lower law to enable them to live the law of consecration but also enable them to prepare for the temple and the higher ordinances and covenants that are going to be coming so i love this okay Go to verse 7, and it says, And ye shall go forth baptizing with water, saying, Repent ye, repent ye, for the kingdom is at hand. And from this place ye shall go forth into the regions westward, and inasmuch as ye shall find them that will receive you, ye shall build up my church in every region. And so that's that just goes exactly what I was saying. He's gathering everyone because he knows we need all so that they speak to all and they gather all this church is for everyone these laws these covenants these ordinances are for everyone so the happiness that it brings to us he wants everyone to be blessed with okay verse 12 he says and again the elders and priests and teachers of the church shall teach the principles of my gospel which are in the bible and the book of mormon in which is the fullness of the gospel so really he unites these these they have had the Bible. He's uniting these principles. He's restoring right covenants and truths that have been lost. And I love that. And we have so much more to remember that saying in common than we have different. And, and so to pair those and bring those and teach. Verse 14, and the spirit shall be given to you by the prayer of faith. And if you receive not the spirit, you shall not teach. And the thought I had with this is with seminary. And one of the coolest experiences I had is when we lived in Washington, um, there, of course, were not openings. They had one seminary teacher. It was interesting. They were paid because you don't find that very much outside of Utah. I think they do in Arizona as well. But in Washington, um, where we moved to the Tri-Cities, they did pay their seminary teachers, but they had one seminary teacher per high school. And then they'd have someone come in like for a period so that it would give the teacher a prep period. And so I, I knew there would not be an opening. I volunteered to go and substitute. And what ended up happening is one of the teachers um, ended up having really poor health. And so I ended up kind of teaching part-time. I would teach two to three days a week, depending on his health. And I never knew what two to three days that was. And oftentimes the call would come like really at 6 a.m. And you would have to be there at 7.15 and the school was a good half hour away. 
And so there really wasn't time. There would be time for me to hurry and jump in the shower and get in the car. And I would turn on um, what we were studying on my phone and I would leave in the car and I would just start praying, please help me to know what, give me the words to say, give me what you would want me to do. And always without fail, a thought or an idea would come and it would center around something that that section um, was teaching. And it was amazing because those became like hands down the best lessons I taught. And I would leave, you know, that saying that the teacher and those, the students are both edified. I would leave with tears in my eyes, the things that I had been taught by the spirit. I would walk in with a thought, right? Marriage on the board. And that would be the thought. And so then it, then it would say, like, ask this question. And then I would feel, okay, go to these verses. And it was just amazing, the truths that I learned. And I'm so grateful for this because there were many times also that I learned as I would walk out the door, if I had been arguing or I had been short-tempered with my children, if... um. I had been grumpy about something or watched something or listened to something that was not really, I mean, I never watch or listen to anything that's horrid, but just not conducive to the spirit. It was a fight to have the spirit. And, or if I got upset that the kids were on their phone or not paying attention, the spirit would leave so quickly. And so really what a refining process, the whole seminary teaching program was and what a privilege it was because it really taught me that I am nothing (laughs) that I could prepare all day long and really what I learned is to have my bucket full to do my scripture study to listen to conference talks to do all in my power to make sure that I was walking with the spirit and then God would use me he would give me the privilege and the blessing of opening my mouth and being used by him. And it was the greatest privilege and blessing in my life. And I'm so grateful for that year in Washington and what it taught me. And then when we moved back, I had to really um, watch as I taught back here in Utah, I had to really watch that I didn't rely on my studies, that I didn't get so um, caught up in my outline that I removed the spirit or shut him out from what he would prompt me. And the best lessons were if I would be in tune and a student would ask something or point something out in the scriptures and we would follow that train of thought as the spirit said, follow that. Those were the best. And I would leave just so in awe that God would allow me that privilege. I'm so grateful for that. Okay, um, then we go through a whole section of scriptures, 18 through 29, that are a lot like the commandments. There's a few more things in there, and we're going to do those tomorrow with the second half of section 42. And so I want to jump down to 33. And again, if there shall be properties in the hands of the church or any individuals, so he's talking about the law of consecration, more than is necessary for their support after this first consecration, which is a residue to be consecrated to the bishop, it shall be kept to administer to those who have not from time to time that every man who has need may amply be supplied and receive according to his wants. And the reason I love that is it's not according to your needs. God blesses us so much more than we need. He blesses us according to our wants. 
And my mom and dad served, um, their last, their fifth mission was in lower income um, wards and areas that really needed support and help. And one of the things that they were taught is that you don't go in and determine what you think these people need. You listen to them as they tell you what they want. And they told of a time that someone came in and, and put a fridge in this apartment and filled it with food. And the next time they came, the fridge was gone. The people had sold it and they had bought something else. And so it really is so important that we know God is so wise, but he blesses us far more than our needs. He blesses us truly according to our wants. And I love that. I loved that lesson. Okay. Um, 37 through 39, I want to look at, and it came to pass that he that sinneth and repenteth not shall be cast out of the church. And you'll notice in this section, it talks a lot about repentance and shall not receive again of that which he has consecrated to the church unto the poor and the needy, or in other words, unto me. For inasmuch as you do it unto the least of these, you do it unto me. And for it shall come to pass that which I have spoken to the mouth of my prophets shall be fulfilled. For I will consecrate of the riches of those who embrace my gospel among the Gentiles unto the poor of my people who are of the house of Israel. And so it really just talks about um, this blessing that we are given the right. And that is the way it works. God never designates or tells us we are given the right to choose how much we will give and what that looks like. And we are blessed for our sacrificing, but we are stewards. Everything we have been given has come from the Lord and we are stewards of what is his. We are blessed for giving and it's all his and having that opportunity to give and being a wise steward and exemplifying what he does for us. And so I love that it says all who can all who will are forgiven and can repent. And we're supposed to get really, really give good at that. But I also love that it really talks about giving. And, and especially these people, as, as you read this, who have sacrificed again and again their homes and they're moving. And you know this is not the first time they will be asked. But again and again, they are asked to give. And it is such a sacrifice for them. And so it really causes me to look and think, man, we have so much. And the blessings that we get when we willingly give. And I love that. Okay, um, it talks about in 45, thou shalt live together in love. Insomuch that thou shalt weep for the loss of them that die, and more especially for those that have no hope of a glorious resurrection. And so it just talks about that truly we are supposed to be united in love, in giving to one another, being there for one another, and heartbroken for those who struggle and suffer and who die, and especially those who do not know what we know. We need to spread that message to give peace. It is the gospel of peace. And it talks about in 46 that death is sweet to those that believe. And I really believe when my dad passed and my mom brought this up and come follow me on Sunday. When my dad passed, I really believe it was sweet to him that he looked forward to meeting God. He said, I believe there's work yet to be done. There will be for all of us refining yet the Lord could do with this. But he knew that he where he was going and the peace and it was sweet to him and I love that. 
Okay, verse 60. And he that doeth according to these things shall be saved, and he that doeth them not shall be damned. And that means a stoppage of progress. So truly, growth and progression only comes through obeying God and learning to repent. And that is called change, and that is called progress, and that is called refining, like my dad talked about. So it's really learning to get good at that and humble enough to accept that constant process of looking at those challenges and asking what we need to learn and looking at what we need to repent of and being very humble and seeking repentance and not giving Satan an inch that he can hold over our heads that we quickly become good at repenting. Okay, 61. And if thou shalt ask, thou shalt receive revelation upon revelation, knowledge upon knowledge, that thou mayest know the mysteries and the peaceable things, that which bringeth joy and that which bringeth life eternal. And the um, quote that I have there, and of course this comes to everyone's mind, is President Nelson, who has talked so much about personal revelation. And he says in his that talk that you all know is, does God really want to speak to you? Yes. You don't have to wonder about what is true. You can receive your own witness that the Book of Mormon is the Word of God, that Joseph Smith is the prophet of the Lord's Church. No one can ever take away a witness born to your heart and mind about what is true. And then there is a great quote by Elder Maxwell that said, to those who have eyes to see and ears to hear, it is clear the father and the son are giving away the secrets of the universe he has so much in store for this growing church he has so much in store for us we just have to ask and I just think it's beautiful. Um, you jump down to 70 through 73. He talks about those who have given up everything and are working for the church, Bishop Partridge, Joseph Smith, that they are to receive out of the bishop's storehouse to receive for what they give. And we do that with our apostles and our prophet. They fully have given up way more than the church supplies them with. But we, President um, Kimball said, we still live by this law of consecration it, and that we are still trying to get to the higher law, but we still live under it. And I loved that thought that we still have it. He didn't take it away. We're just learning to live it more fully. So tomorrow we will do the second half of 42, but I hope you know the church is true. And more than that, I hope you know how much our Savior loves you.